and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Stan the Jumpman. Oh yeah! Who's ready to rock on a Monday, Monday? Welcome to the Stan the Jumpman Show. Hey, let's sing about pills. Run to the pills. Incoherent life. Run to the pills. Either abuse these or my wife. Everybody, stand the joke man here. Welcome to the Stand the Joke Man Show. You know, drug addiction is so out of control in Southern California. Every public school is having to introduce reversal drugs. Whoa! It's for real, folks. Run to the pills. Incoherent life. Run to the pills. Abuse these or my wife. Smack my bitch up. Yeah, folks, you heard right. The drug use in Southern California, well, really, all over the country, is so freaking rampant. They're having to do something. So they are now stocking each public school with reversal drug pens. Yeah, they got these drug pen, Narcon, Narcan mechanisms. It's a little hand influx of fentanyl and shit. So if you overdose on something, you know, you have the, the shit readily available to save their life. It could save a life. And I guess in California, they have stocked the public schools or getting ready to out of Sacramento. The decision's being made. Hey, hey, don't be shy, heroin addicts. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that you've ever paid taxes, but if you've paid taxes, if you ever bought anything, you paid some taxes, yeah. You, you have as much right to that fucking school as any parent. Go in there and ask for one of them pens. I'm sure they have extras or some that are about out of date. Just go in there and ask for a fucking pen. Oh, God, you're starting to sweat and fall apart already. Just go. I'll be fine. I'll, oh, look, I'll just pretend like I'm the janitor. Vape pen. Vape. Damn, two cartridges. Sweet. Fucking. Everybody has Xanax but me. What the fuck is this? Fuckers have better drugs than I do, little shits. Oh, okay. Back to topic. I'm sorry. You think you might have smoked a little too much rock? Well, shit, just run your ass right into that middle school. Hey, uh, I'm a heroin addict, and uh, I hate to bother you, but uh, I used to go to school here 30 years ago. Could, could I get one of them pens? I think I took too much heroin. Uh, 
of course, uh, you know, I'd be happy to donate some of my time to band boosters, you know, if you could uh, spare a little extra. Say, it reminds me, what's the legal age of consent? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about, folks. It's gonna fucking happen. Can we do something different this time, folks? And before everybody jumps on, oh, did you hear California? Did you hear what they're doing? Before you start doing that shit, could we speak literally just for a little bit? Not a fucking PhD. But you'd be surprised how much fuck-ups know. They know the medical end of it. I know the addict end of it. So let's speak literal. Shall we? And cut through the bullshit? Thank God California is addressing it. It's amazing. They're the first fucking state, once again, in this country to be adult enough to address things. Everybody else always plays the chicken shit card. And they wait and bitch. And I'm not being mean. The proof's in the pudding, folks. A skipping motherfucking record, folks, over and over again. We just keep going over this shit because we've learned nothing. And we're 100% certain to pass on what we haven't learned to our children. Instead of bitching about that they're doing drugs, instead of trying to figure out how we can save them from doing drugs, we can start by just saving them. And that's exactly what California is doing with these pins, these reversal drug pins for the event of a student overdose. They had one last fall. Kid went down. They had one of these readily available. Save that kid's life. He's got another fucking chance. He's not getting permission. He's getting another chance. Now, I know the cynics and the hardheads and the mean folks out there are just basically going to go, well, how many fucking chances do they get? As many as they fucking need, ass face. These are children. They are fucking kids any way you slice it, smart ass. And they deserve every fucking chance offered to them, made available. The only people that can fail these kids are us. And I'm sick and tired of your lame ass excuses, marginalizing and dismissing everything. No more living in denial, chicken shit. I do not blame the kids for the fucking drug problem. You know why those kids do drugs? Would you all like to fucking know? You. Those kids do drugs because you, adults, are a pain in the fucking ass. You're so incredibly stressful to fucking live around. You fucking abandoned them a long time ago. You forgot about them. God damn you. You spoiled fucking brat. Not the child. You. You act more immature than the kids do half the time. You vindictive asshole. And you do it against people they love. What do you fucking think that does to a kid psychologically? 
You make life for some of these kids so goddamn difficult that's everything they can do to keep from killing you, let alone themselves. I forgive any kid out there who gets fucked up because they're stressed beyond belief. They've got school. They're growing up. They don't, they can barely point out their own dick. They're struggling and they need some one. How long ago did you disappear? I'm not a PhD, but I was the kid one time. So you can turn this shit around for your kid. You sure as fuck can. But you got to reprioritize your own shit first, and then you go get your kid. Set a goddamn example. A-S-A-fucking-P. And you get them off dope. Give them something to fucking live for. You're goddamn right. It's going to require balls. Happy Monday, fuckers. Stand the Joke Man Show, product of Joke Man Productions, LLC, right here on uh, Pandora, Apple, Amazon, um, Spotify, and all that other shit. That's it. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I, when it comes to kids, I come off the fucking hook. I just, ah, I'm really sensitive about them, and <laughs> I'm so sorry. I want to fucking kill and annihilate anything that hurts them. You know what I mean? Ugh, sorry. I'm going to lighten the fuck up, though. And we're going to do... <laughs> this is the best way. This is the best fucking way to lighten up. Look, and this is a very good one. I've got a making friends in the restroom here. It's outstanding. Now, listen here. There's a lot of fucking posers out there that have done making friends in the restroom. Make no fucking mistake about it. Stan the Joke Man was a fucking pioneer in this fucking shit. I was the one out at the goddamn dog track in Boston doing these fucking bits or out at Logan. <laughs> Back in the back in the 1900s, you little shits. So you didn't invent this fucking bit. I did. Making friends in the restroom. This is where I go into a public restroom. I catch somebody sitting on the toilet. I sit in a stall next to them. And while they're shitting, I try to strike up a friendly conversation.
pardon me, leather shoes? Yep. Name's Groot. I'm with Hit Research. Wanted to see if you had about 30 seconds to answer a couple of survey questions. Yeah. Takes about 30 seconds. <clears throat> Sir, are you currently having a hissy fit? No. Is there a stuffed armadillo within your reach right now? Never mind. How many times a day would you say you hang from the passenger side of your best friend's ride trying to holler at me? Leather <laughs> shoes. Sir, would you be interested in a new product from Strawberry Shortcake, Holly Berry Shortcake? Sir, which smells sexier to you, Armor All or WD-40? Are you there? Leather shoes. a completely childish bit but it can be funny <laughs> hey he tried to answer a couple of the questions fuck it since the survey and making friends in the restroom it's hard to get those two bits to work together so we'll move on and i'm going to tell you about the two biggest threats to our national security i've got them both right here i'm going to tell you about it next right after this message from this show's sponsor stan the joke man show brought to you by fire meds cannabis hippie kids hate getting out in the rain yeah that's right when i've got to do weed business it's not going to be in the rain i'm on my way to fire meds cannabis henrietta stillwell Hello. I, I i love your drive through I don't have to get out of the damn car. <laughs> yeah, don't let it rain on your parade anymore. Fire meds, family, farm to pipe, bud dispensary. Are your pants still in the dryer, but you need weed now? Go to Leafly, L-E-A-F-L-Y dot com. Look at Fire Med's entire menu. Place your order online and they'll have it packaged, ready, and waiting on you when you get there. I didn't have to get out of the car. That's right. And the best part about Fire Med's cannabis is it's a family farm to pipe. Bud dispensary. Know what you're buying, where it's been, and where it's coming from. Fire Med's cannabis. Still well. Henrietta, Oklahoma. Welcome back to the Stand the Joke Man show. And before I even get started, this is not going to be a tit for tat. I just want to point something out. In 2017, the son-in-law of then-president Donald J. Trump, Jared Kushner, he um, flew to China, had private secret meetings with China. Kushner, he met with Hugo Shang, prominent Chinese investor, and uh, those two, while Trump was in office, were having private conversations, undocumented, unwitnessed conversations about bilateral business relations. And then Kushner comes home with all that money in his pocket, and suddenly you see policy changes towards China. Jared come back from his trip, talked to his wife, Ivanka, 
it was in the White House with her daddy, and she had passed that message along. Right after that meeting, we had a trade war with China. Kushner made a ton of money. I mean, doesn't it just smell like shit to you at all? You're standing in it. Yeah, it's that old double-dealing, two-faced, walking both sides of the fence bullshit. When I was doing drugs in L.A., I would see fellas that would take drugs that didn't belong to them and, and go sell them and take that money and buy more dope on the side and then cash that in, you know, to go repay the fellow they owed. In other words, they were taking a stake that didn't belong to them and trying to cash in on it. And it's a good idea if nothing goes wrong ever. It's real fucking dangerous playing that game because the shit can blow back on you just as much as it can fucking work for you. <coughs> Excuse me. Unless you're not responsible for it at all. And you got a wide open window. You have nothing to lose. Kind of like Donnie Trump. At the exact same time, Donald Trump was having private, unwitnessed, undocumented, secret conversations with Vladimir Putin. We still don't know what those conversations are about, but I could take some pretty good guesses. I won't. That's another show. But you'll notice just a few months after Trump had had all those private meetings with Putin privately, Suddenly, in Helsinki, just a few months later, he sided up with Putin against his own intelligence, against America. He sided up with Vladimir Putin, the president of America's biggest nemesis, publicly on worldwide television. He sided up against America. And then on his way out of office, he attacked it. Yeah, he got all his goddamn minions to attack it injure over a hundred cops, kill one and be responsible for the death of three others. That should be what the Republican Party is investigating. But according to these fat little fuckers who all get together in front of the microphone and shoot their fucking mouths off, spreading their shit, their cancer, their disease all over everybody, they have no interest in looking at shit like that because they got to protect one of their own. So instead, they have to go after a Chinese weather balloon, which was deemed by the experts as a level two security threat on a scale of one to ten. A level two national security threat. Happened three or four times during Trump's presidency, but mysteriously, all that coverage was left out of the news and hidden. They're not investigating that. <laughs> you know why? They're pussies. These are self-interested, fat little pussies. Every one of them. They're, they don't even like each other. They turn on each other at the flip of a fucking dime. Guys, there's no way you can tell me you haven't fucking noticed it. They turn on each other, they badmouth each other, and then the very next week, they're loving one another, blowing one another, cornholing one another on public television. God damn, didn't you learn a fucking thing in junior high school? 
or maybe sixth, fifth grade, when we started using the term two-face? We started using two-face in like fourth, fifth grade, I can't remember. Well, these fuckers are two-faced. And you're getting your prick pulled. They had rather go after Hunter Biden's laptop, a private citizen. Now, why would they go out this elected officials using taxpayer money dedicate so much time to going after a private citizen? I'll tell you why. It's the only way they can get to old man Joe. Things are on the rebound in a big fucking way. Inflation has been dropping. Unemployment is ridiculous low. The national debt has been dropping. And all these little fuckers have left, these spoiled little shits have left, are their lies. All they have left are invented chaos. It's all they got, folks. It's all they're doing. And we're going to move on because it's wasted breath. I just wanted you to be aware of what I'm witnessing. They're inventing shit because they have nothing especially honor and truth you got mail you got mail you got mail i got crabs all right here on a fun day monday i can't kick off a week without trying to help somebody segment of the show here we'll take a look at some of the people who write in i really if you ever need to get a hold of me joke man productions llc on facebook that's really the best way to get a hold of me joke man productions LLC on Facebook. I like to answer this mail where I can on the air instead of privately. I hate typing letters. Give two shits for doing it. All right. Hey, if you got a problem or anything that's ever bothering you, you're looking for some advice, I I can't promise that I'm going to bring you comfort and ease and all this shit, but at least I'll bring you an answer, okay? Dear Stan, my boyfriend's daughter won't speak to him. So, I'm writing on behalf of my partner of more than 10 years. He has three daughters, 23, 20, and 16. While he's close to two of them, his youngest distances herself when she doesn't get what she wants or disagrees with his point of view on something. Eight months ago, she stopped talking to him because he badmouthed the boy band she likes. He essentially said they weren't worth the money when she asked him to buy her a ticket to the concert yeah but he shouldn't be such a prick to her they're everything so don't shit on her parade dad you don't have to be a dick you can tease him and make fun of him but don't knock it like that problem is her reaction was so strong she didn't give him a chance to let her know he was going to buy the ticket for her anyway wait what the hell does that mean okay i got two immediate questions one why isn't this guy writing the letter and two, this ain't the fucking Marine Corps. What, he broke her down so then he could just go buy the ticket for her anyway? Fuck her up mentally and then send her to a show she was dying to see. What a bastard. I don't know that I would speak to his ass either. <laughs> He's an insensitive prick. And that probably rings loud to her why her mother is no longer in the picture. So, I mean, this little girl isn't even allowed to be 16 without, you know, being torn down. You know, obviously, in front of the whole household. You're goddamn right. He tore her down. You don't think he did, but he did. He shit on something that she was big on. 
old daddy needs to take a hard look in the mirror. Maybe it's not them, dad. Maybe it's your bedside manner. Dear Stan, what's the best way to decline handshakes in social settings? I often find myself ready to dine, hands washed and sanitized, only for some guy to come up and thrust his hand toward me expecting a handshake. Last thing I want to do before handling my food is shake somebody's damn hand. So say it. Say, oh. I'll tell you what, I'll finish reading the letter. I'm sorry, I never do that. In one, in one instance, a man who was hosting the gathering with his wife returned belatedly from a bike ride as we were approaching the dinner table and offered me a sweaty hand. Refusing, I refused the handshake and got a look of bewilderment on both the face of my partner and the bicyclist. Please advise. Say something. Say something. Fist bump. I thought... I thought we had the fist bump shit down now. You don't want to shake somebody's hand? Hold the fist up. Hold your paw up. If you don't want to do that, bow. Now, say it's an Asian custom. Or if you don't like them, flip them off. <laughs> God. Give me a tough one. Dear Stan, my brother passed away. He and my sister-in-law had a good marriage. A month after his funeral, my sister-in-law gave her kids their father's clothes and instructed them to go through them, keep what they wanted, or sell or donate the rest. It has been barely a year. Now she's redecorating the house, painting, taking down pictures, and buying new furniture. This bothers me greatly. I'm so hurt that everything is being changed. It's like she's trying to erase him all within one year. Should I ask her why everything? Am I wrong for feeling this way? Unsure. Unsure, there's an old saying, I'm sure you've heard it. Life goes on. Life goes on, folks. Life does not stop. People die. That don't mean you start folding up your tents too. I know it hurts. Sure. We all know it hurts. But it's part of life. And it has to be dealt with. Of course, people are going to mourn. Everybody mourns differently. Some people mourn fast. Some people mourn slow. And then there's some that just never get over it. And I'm sure this person is still mourning, but they're trying to move on. And let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with her trying to move on. She's not doing that in spite of her dead husband. She's doing it because it's exactly what the man she loved would want her to do. Life moves. It keeps moving. It keeps rolling forward. I don't agree with hanging on to dead people's baggage, but I do agree with mourning as long as it fucking takes. And don't you even concern yourself with what other fucking people think. They have not a clue what you're going through, but people with better sense do. So you take the fucking time you need. And if you're over it in a month or maybe not over it, but you're ready to try to move on, that's up to you, not them. Oh, I'm sorry. So to the woman that wrote this letter, um, stand down, mind your own fucking business. That was her husband. Your brother, her husband. Stand down. I know you're hurt. 
but you're trying to blame her now. Hope that answered your question there, hippie. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for the Stan the Joke Man show. I want to say thank you for tuning into the show. Would you please put it out there and share it a little bit for me? Could you tell your friends about it? You know, copy, paste the shit, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, also, if you'd ever like to get a uh, letter to me, because maybe you'd like some of my junk science and logic, um, Joke Man Productions, LLC on Facebook. (laughs) This show broadcasts every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon from the Boys Room Studios right here on Pandora, Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. I will be back Wednesday, my friends. That's right. Stan will be back to talk some more shit on Wednesday. Until then, burn it solid. See you at high noon. Hump day. Adios, mi amigos. Bye, can Dios.